Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to the second guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Bobby J and I will be on until 6.30 tonight, and then we'll throw it to the Community Coffee Saints radio network right here on the Big 870. And it'll be the Saints Coaches Show with Mike Hoss as the host, and his guest tonight will be Saints head coach Dennis Allen and their assistant uh, guest will be Dan Rauscher. Dan Rauscher is the running game coordinator and tight end coach for the Saints. And then at 7.30, Monday night football right here on the Big 870. The Philadelphia Eagles play the Washington Commanders. On our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line, we have Greg Beecham. Greg covers the Rams for the Associated Press. Greg, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hey, Mike. Hey, Bobby. Thank you for having me on. Greg, what a wild ride, huh? You win the Super Bowl, and then, man, uh, has it hit the lowest of lows. Uh, tell us a little bit about the injuries. I know Bobby will have question marks about yeah. the whole season. A little bit about the injuries to Matt Stafford and certainly to Cooper Cup and short-term, long-term ramifications of that. Oh, there's a lot of ramifications for both. I think Matthew Stafford will probably be okay he was trending in the right direction last week and all indications are he'll be able to get back and practice this week. But you know, that's nothing you want to mess around with. You want to take every precaution and they're doing that with Cooper. We don't know a lot yet, except that he left the building yesterday with his foot in a boot and it didn't look good. According to Sean McVay, Sean was not available today. It's his grandfather's funeral today. So uh, we're going to get a bigger update on, on Cooper tomorrow, but if he is gone for any significant length of time, that's a big blow to an offense that can't afford to lose. It's only real great playmaker. Allen Robinson has really been a disappointment. I, I like the signing when they made it, but, man, he has struggled to get open this year, hasn't he, uh, Greg? Yes, a combination of both. It, it's I like the signing as well. I thought he was due for a really big season. I thought he'd step into Robert Woods' role there and really do a great job. I think it's a combination of Allen, but it's also a combination of, of needing to build up a rapport with Matthew Stafford, with the knowledge there you know, in between. And Matthew did not throw at all during the – during the offseason program, he was resting his arm. And I think the Rams are still paying for the fact that they went with a new guy who didn't know the quarterback quite as well as he probably should have and might have. We've seen signs of, of some progress in the last few weeks. Before Matthew got injured, we were seeing them develop more of a connection. But it's been really slow to develop, and honestly, it's been too slow to develop. They couldn't afford that, and it's costing them in the standings and in, in the points. 
Now, uh, you know, Greg, I, I don't know. I think L.A., if you're winning, they, they, they want to be in that number. If you're not winning, they'll go do something else. Uh, obviously, you got the Chargers <laughs> now in town. you got a beautiful new stadium. Uh, but I, I was just looking at, uh, boy, talk about going from the penthouse to the outhouse. The worst start in the first uh, nine games, uh, a Super Bowl champion, uh, to go three and six. So uh, are they checked out, uh, the Rams fan base, or what? Because if you're playing a game in Los Angeles, uh, now I know the 49ers are coming to town, but it seems like that you don't know who's the home team. Uh, what's up with that? <laughs> all, all depends on the team. Yesterday there were not a whole lot of Arizona Cardinal fans in that building because uh, like, like the Rams, like a lot of teams that move, they don't have a generational fan base the same way that, say, the 49ers do. The other thing about the 49ers, a lot of people in L.A. like the 49ers because L.A. didn't have a team for 21 years. That was the closest team, and they started rooting for it. I don't think the fans are checked out on the season just because they, the, the, the success of last year is still ringing in everybody's ear. I mean, it, it's really exciting, as you guys know. It, it's, you know it, it changes the culture of the city that you're in. It makes, it makes the bond bigger, makes it better. The Rams have to work really hard to build a fan base in this town because not only did they move away for 21 years, they were in Orange County for 15 years before that, which is you know 40 miles from Los Angeles, and it's a different fan base to a, to a large extent. So they're working, you know, day by day, year by year to get that built up. It's just not there yet, and it's not going to be. And games at SoFi are going to be like that, just like games in Vegas are like that right now for the Raiders, just like games in Miami are often like that for the Dolphins, depending on the opponent. That's just the way it is, and they're fighting it year by year, and they're working on it. This year is not a, is not a good thing, but it's also on the back of a, a pretty great moment in February. So in the long run, I think things are going to be okay, particularly if they can get some things going in the second half of this season and have some good memories from 2022. Now, uh, Greg, uh, what would you say as far as expectations, uh, as far as being the biggest disappointment, I'm going to go with the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side. Is it the O-line in general uh, for the Rams on the offensive side? And uh, I thought Bobby Wagner would have more of an impact at the linebacker position for the defense. The other thing, too, it's hard I, to replace that old man that played left tackle for y'all, right? Exactly. That's what it all comes back to right there. They had a good offensive line last year, a very good offensive line, and it was it stayed together. It was healthy. They lost Andrew Whitworth, you know, as we all know in this, in this conversation here. They also lost their starting right guard. They tried to replace both of them from within. They did not go out and sign anybody. And then the injuries hit. They had eight eight offensive linemen on their roster to start the season. Seven of them have been injured for a significant amount of time now that the backup left tackle is down and they're down to their third string left tackle. No team in the NFL is, is equipped to handle that, that level of, of, of injury without a problem. Nobody's third string right guard is, is, a, is a world beater. Otherwise, you're making a pretty poor allocation of your resources as a football team. So 85% of what they have, going wrong on offense is because that offensive line can't get a run game going can't can't move people around and also can't protect Matthew Stafford who's already been sacked almost as many times as he was all of last year so it all comes back to that they they gambled that they could promote people from within and they have lost significantly this year as far as as far as Bobby on the defense I forgot about that part excuse me Bobby's making making more of an impact each week he's doing a really good job of fitting into this team it's a team that, that always didn't take the middle linebacker position seriously, if you know what I'm saying. They would play guys there who they just sort of was a guy who'd stand in the middle of the defense and pick up tackles when guys ran at him. They've changed the philosophy a little bit this year, moving Bobby around, giving him more responsibility, also playing Ernest Jones a lot, who's a, who's a really good up-and-coming young player. So Bobby is, is the least of that defensive problems in terms of what he contributes. You know, you can argue about whether it was the right allocation of resources to sign him. 
I think it's worked out okay for them. And moreover, the defense is not the Rams' problem. The offense is 99% of their problem. Are you surprised that they almost did another kind of all-chips-in deal to try to get Brian Burns from the Panthers? You're talking about offering two first-round picks and a little extra for Burns. Uh, who's a good player in this league? Uh, I'll take nothing away from him. He's, He's a good, good against the Saints, yeah. He, he really played good. Uh, <laughs> my goodness. Uh, that, that's that's a lot of capital. Absolutely. But this this is the way Les Snead does business, their general manager, and he's not about to change stream now. He saw a need at pass rush, which they have needed because that's why they went out and got Von Miller in the first place last year, and then he left him for more money. So they saw a guy who might be available who would normally not be available in an organization that was building towards something. They thought they might have a chance. And that's just the way that Lester P. Sneed thinks about resources. He thinks that the value of a draft pick is not as high as the rest of the NFL thinks it is. And he thinks that he can build something with with the players that he can allocate from those more than he can get with the, with, with the actual picks themselves. That philosophy is really open to debate this year, as you've seen how week the Rams depth is below that they're such a top heavy roster now they got elite talent on their roster but they also have guys on the back end they're trying to get by with fifth and sixth round picks being given you know first and second round responsibilities and there's a reason those guys were fifth and sixth round picks in almost every case and you've seen it across the board you've seen it in the secondary particularly with the Rams but also on the offensive line they thought they could promote from within they were wrong so I don't expect Lester to change his spots but I also think maybe there's sort of a reckoning about how you can use that stuff in the offseason now that the, the, you know, the Carolina Panthers bailed you out by not trading you Brian Burns and also not trading you Christian McCaffrey. Maybe he'll take that as, as a lesson and, and be able to use, this, use these resources in a way that Rams fans might appreciate a little more. Now, Greg, you always want to win uh, games within your division, and uh, the Rams have dominated the Cardinals. I mean, I- any time uh, it, it's over, uh, you know, two handfuls and, and you've been taking care of business uh, – is it all because of the injuries? Uh, all of a sudden, the Cardinals come out on top, twenty-seven, seventeen. What is your take on this last game uh, yesterday between the Cardinals and the Rams? Because if you look at it, the superstars weren't playing. You know, Colin Murray's not playing, Stafford's not playing. But but what was your take on on that game and how it unfolded? Because the Rams have had the Cardinals number, but not so much yesterday. Exactly. They have for years and years. And you're tempted to write it off as, oh, well, Matthew Stafford couldn't play. You know, we're doing what we can with what we got. But like you said, Kyler didn't play either. And the Cardinals backup quarterback outplayed the Rams backup quarterback soundly. There was no question about that. And the Rams offense fell apart yesterday once the the pre-game script of plays ran out. It was the weirdest thing. They ran the ball really well and moved it well on their first drive, which was really long drive, consumed most of the most of the first quarter. And then once they got off script and Sean was calling the play, Sean McVay on the sideline, they started getting into all the little ruts that Sean's gotten into over the years, you know, calling horizontal passes, not trusting his offensive line. In this case, it's a good reason not to trust your offensive line, but it really limits what you can do effectively. And once they got in a position like that, there was no getting back from that. I mean, Arizona is not without talent. That's a talented team. They've just had some injuries as well. And, they, you know, I, I'm not sure they, they have the, the killer coaching staff of all time. But having said that, you know, the Rams were in position to make that a game. And then the second half, they just could not execute on offense enough to even, even get them in position to do that. The defense, again, it was a replay of last week in Tampa Bay. Defense is hanging in, hanging in, hanging in. They give up points on short field. They give up a couple of decent drives, nothing much. But you can't, you can't trust your defense. You can't force your defense to do that much for that long. 
things are going to go wrong at some point. I know the Saints have seen the exact same thing this year. You can't rely on your defense so heavily without being able to move the ball and generate at least a few points on offense. And the Rams are in much the same boat as the Saints with that in terms of the, the balance and the lack of complementary football. Dan, uh, Greg, thanks so much uh, for joining us to, uh, this afternoon. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, Mike. Thank All righty, thank you. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.